Today's daf is daf Yud Gimel, page 13, the Heligam Masachas Adarim. Now, yesterday we got really uh, a nice chunk down on daf Yud Gimel, but if the Eilam wouldn't mind, I would like to go back to the bottom of Yud Beis on the Beis and restart, where, uh, you know, um, restart the sugya for us so that we could have a quick chazara. It's not a long daf today. Bez Hashem will be zeichet to finish the parak. And uh, just give a, a little refresher on, uh, on how we ended off Shir Yasei. So let's go back to Yudbeis Omidbeis. We're going to start from Lema Kitanoi. Okay, five lines from the bottom of Yudbeis Omidbeis. Now here we go. Let's focus on the, the, the main theme, which is we're dealing with making a neder through association. I look at, somebody looks at an item that's permitted and he associates it with something that is... Um, that is in a different state. For example, I look at a piece of bread or a piece of meat and I say, this is like a carbon shlomen. What we're concerned about, the issue over here is, what we don't know is, do you mean a shlomen before the blood is sprinkled and therefore this bread or meat that you're looking at is going to be forbidden? When you say it's like a shlomen, do you mean a shlomen before the sprinkling or a shlomen after the sprinkling? We don't know what you're associating with when you look at, when, when you make it. Okay, now in addition to that, here's an important idea. And that is, in order for a neder through association to be valid, it can only be associated with something else that can become forbidden through a vow. Something that is intrinsically forbidden, if I say on this bread, this bread is forbidden like this item that's forbidden. Yeah, exactly. Pork, whatever. That's not a nether. Nether through association. Nether through association is not a nether. It has to be connected. It has to latch on to something else that's connected to nether. That's connected to a vow. Okay, so a couple things that we need to, that we need to keep in mind here. Again, point number one to keep in mind is in order for a nether through association to be a valid nether, it has to be associated with something else that's connected to nether. Number two is when you have nether through association and the thing that you're associating it with sometimes is allowed, sometimes isn't allowed. What do you mean? What are you referring to? You're referring to the, its original state where it wasn't allowed? Or are you referring to its current state where it is allowed? Is that clear? Yeah? Anybody need any? That's Chazar. You good? Okay. Yeah, good? Okay. Here we go. Says Let's say our Shaila about Neda through association is actually about Chaykas Tanayim. Here we go. Uh, if somebody says this meat is to me like a bachar, now a firstborn is not forbidden to benefit from through another. Why is it forbidden to benefit? It's intrinsically forbidden to benefit from. So if I say this is forbidden like a bachar, Rabbi Yaakov Iser, Rabbi Yaakov says it's still a valid vow. Now that needs explanation. Why? How do we introduce this? In order for a vow to association to be valid, it needs another vow. So we need to understand why Rabbi Yaakov says it's a valid vow. Rabbi Yudah Mater, Rabbi Yudah says it's going to be okay. All right. Now, the Gemara wants to clarify these two opinions. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If we're dealing with the Bukhar before the blood is sprinkled, my time at the Mandashari. 
What is the reason for Rabbi Yehuda allowing it? Vilachas rikas domin, if we're dealing with after the blood is sprinkled, where it's in a state of permissiveness, my time of the mandasa. What's the reason for Rabbi Yaakov, who says it's a valid nether and forbidden? Elalav, rather the case must be, we now turn to the top of today's dav, demachir besar, I'm sorry, demachis besar bechar, where you have laying in front of you is meat of a bechar, umachis besar da haich kaben. You have another piece of meat with you. You have a piece of beef, and you have a piece of bechar lying in front of you. Now, the Omar, and the guy says like this, Tacha, this one should be like this one. Okay. Vitanohi, and there you have a machlaikas, meaning one opinion, Rabbi Yaakov's opinion is going to be that it's usher because you go to what the Bukhar was before the sprinkling. And the other opinion, Rabbi Yudu, who allows us, is going to look at the Bukhar after the sprinkling. Now let's bring this full circle. So, too, by the case of Shlomim from yesterday. All right? So that's the Gemara's point, Lema Kitanoi. Now, says the Gemara, one second. It's not possible to connect the conversation and the Shaila about Shlomim to the case of Bukhar. Why not? So let's talk outside for a minute. What do we speak on our introduction? A carbon Shlomim becomes a Shlomim. Why? A peace offering. How does it become a peace offering? No? Come on. How does it become a peace offering? By a nether. Somebody pledges it. They make a vow. They say, I swear, I'm committing this to the base of Mikdash. Does a Bukhar become a Bukhar through it? No. So says the Gemara, hold up, back up. The Gemara is now going to force us to back up and say, what's the connection between a firstborn uh, making a vow connecting uh, through association of a firstborn or a vow through association of a shlom? It's two different situations. Why? The Kuliyama Lepnei Maybe everybody agrees. You have the two pieces of meat here. And the, the Bukhar is not yet sprinkled. Why did Rabbi Yehuda say that it's going to be allowed? I'll tell you why. Rabbi Yehuda says, hey, listen, even if you were to say this meat is like the Bukhar meat, which is forbidden, it doesn't work. Why? Because there's no vow. That's, you have to, it has to latch on to a vow. It says, In order to be a valid vow on this extra piece of meat, it has to be connected to something else that was vowed. Lafuke Bukhar, the Dabrasu, which excludes a Bukhar, which is intrinsically forbidden. So therefore says Rabbi Huda, what do you do with before sprinkling or after sprinkling? What does it have to do with by Bukhar? It's just that there doesn't work. So the Shlomim and Bukhar are not connected. Says the Gemara, okay, but now we have a problem because Rabbi um Rabbi, right, Rabbi Huda said he has got a problem with this whole thing. But Rabbi Yaakov said it's a valid nether. He says, if I make it out of a piece of meat and connect it to a firstborn piece of meat, and I say it's like a Bukhar, it is valid. The question on him is, why? There's, it's not, you're not associating it to something else that has a nether. So the Gemara asks, Umanda Asar and Rabiakov, why does he say that the meat is forbidden, that it's a valid nether? He says like this, Omar Kro Lashem, the Pasuk says, Ki Yidar Nether Lashem, Lashem is Lerabai's Dabar HaAsar. It's coming to include a Bukhar. So Rabbi Yaakov is agreeing with Rabbi Yehuda's rule. He agrees to the rule that in order for a vow through association to work, it has to be associated to another vow. However, he says there's an exception, which is Bukhar. He says a firstborn is an exception, learned out from the Pasuk of Lashem, that, uh, that um, over there, <coughs> the, oh, specifically by Bukhar, the nether will be valid. Okay? Says the Gemara, so what does Rabbi Yehuda do with Lashem? 
Rabbi Yudah obviously argues with Bechar, right? And he says that the vow does not take hold. Uman Deshari and Rabbi Yehuda, who, who says that the vow does not work, Lashem Mayavale, what do you do with the word Lashem? What's his, what is he going to learn from it? It's an extra word. Gemara answers me, Boilei. He says, we need Lashem, Lematvis Bechatas Asham, to teach us, ready for this, that a vow latches on to a Chatas and Asham, meaning Rabbi Yehuda agrees there's exceptions to the rule. Rabbi Yaakov says the exception is Bechar. Rabbi Yehuda says the exception is Chatas and Asham. So what's the obvious question? Why are you picking and choosing? Says the Gemara. What's wrong with Rabbi Yaakov's approach? Why is Rabbi Yehuda want to include a case of Chatas and Asham more than the case of Bechar to, to vows? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, I prefer to include Chatas and Asham to the ability of vows through association because a Chatas and Asham do take hold of through a Neder. Okay? In other words, a person has to, when you are obligated, once you're obligated to bring a chatas, you could look at that chatas and say, Harez a chatas. So like right? So therefore, it's in the Tairas nether and the Dharam. So he says, Chatas and Asham is, is included. But a Bechar, you're not going to say, Oh, you know what? I'm making a nether and that Bechar that it's holy. <laughs> you don't have to. It's been holy. It's Kaddish Miracham. It's, it's holy from the womb. Okay, so now what's the obvious question? Rabbi Yaakov, that's, we're going to play tennis now. What's Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov says that the exception to the rule of neder through association needing to latch onto Dover neder is Bechar. Why? Why is that the exception? What's wrong with Rabbi Yehuda's approach? Answer the Gemara. Umanda Asa, Rabbi Yaakov is going to say, Bechar nami matvisa ben You should know, says Rabbi Yaakov, even a Bechar... Is in the is in the league of vows. You can even make vows by a bechar. How so? Titania, because learned in a bris. Mishum Rebbe Yamu is quoted in the name of Rebbe Minayin Lenayla Bechar Basech Beisah. How do you know if somebody has a firstborn animal that's holy? Shem Mitzvah LaHakdishay. It's still a mitzvah to sanctify that animal. Shenamar Hazachar Takdish. You should sanctify the zachar. For example, I'll give you such a simple approach to this. Yeah, just to clarify this for us. Once a Bukhar is holy, how can you make it holy? It's like a Kohen. It's like a Kohen. A Kohen is intrinsically holy. We have an obligation as Klausro to show to show prominence to a Kohen. If we're all benching together, you give the Kohen the you give the Kohen the, the rights to bench, to call the Kohen up first Aliyah. So says Rabbi Yaakov, granted, you don't create a Bukhar through a vow. However, there's still a mitzvah, it's proper. To say on the Bukhar that this is a Kadosh Bukhar, Hazachar Taktish. And since you're supposed to speak that out with your mouth, despite its intrinsic holiness, that puts it in the league. It's, it's not, okay? It's not a nether, though, it's a shvach or it's nachon, a nachon, but it's coming through expression that, but you're saying Kiyidar Lashem. You're using the same expression as a nether. The same words that you would create the Kedusha with, the holiness on this animal with, is what I'm using now by sanctifying it. But Rabbi Yehuda is going to disagree. Same reason why some of us here are uh, giving a little, uh, right? Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, nah. He says, no. It's holy, it's holy, it's holy. All you're doing is, is just adding more words that are like Nadarim. But eh, what? Yeah, exactly. You know, something that, that many of us would have thought. But the bottom line is, this is the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaakov. Now, let me ask you a question. Does this machlekes tanoim between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaakov have, teach us anything 
about neder through association by shlomim, whether it's before the sprinkling or after? No, they're a whole different conversation. Hence, we don't, the, the shaila of Rami Bar Chama, when he says, neder through association to a shlomim, do you mean before the sprinkling or after? No, we don't have an answer to, because the lema ketanoi is not a true, is not a true connection. Okay. Klar? It's kishmak. Yeah? Yes, I think we, this, we, we went through that with a lot more clarity than uh, we came across with yesterday. Beautiful. Okay. Here we go. Two dots. We're going to go to the Mishnah. This next Gemara is it's technical, but it's really smooth. It's, it's, it's just going to give a number of different examples of expressions and words that are similar to another, continuing on this theme, and we're going to say which ones uh, have meaning of that, that are similar to vows and which one do not. Okay. So we said in our Mishnah, Ki'imra Kidirim. If somebody says that this it looks at an animal and he says this animal should be like a sheep or it should be like dirim. What's dirim? A corral, a pen that they keep the, that they keep the animals in. Okay. <clears throat> now look at the first letter of the word. Ki. Okay. Anybody who's... Uh, ever been involved, had this chus, the merit to be involved in the world of lumdis, knows that the chaf before a word changes everything. When something is like ki, what does it mean, ki? Right? It's, 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 it's similar to means it's not exactly it, but it's not. It is, but it's not. The lumdis, you need to understand, every time it says ki, is like, okay, so what, why are we saying it is similar? In what way is it? In what way isn't it? I remember one of my, uh, one of... Uh, my chaverim, when we were in second year base medrash on Purim, he was stone drunk, and he he was like laying, he was like laying over the Rebbe, like he was like, and he he's like, and we were learning Masechus Kedushin, yeah. <laughs> he says, he says to the Rebbe, he's like, Rebbe, what, what's pshat in Kedushin? Kedushin. <laughs> he's like, <all, laughs> like throwing him off, like what are you talking about, Mishug? Every, every time you hear kid, it's like you have to come up with a new chap. All right, so it says, it's, he says it's like a sheep. It's like a pen. Now, obviously, he's referring to the sheep of a sacrifice or a pen that they keep sheep for sacrifices in. Okay, so we said that's a valid nether. You're forbidding this on you. That's what we said in the Mishnah because you said like. Okay, says the Gemara. A few other similar uh, letters that you could put before a word. Tana, we learned the Brisa. Imra, if he says sheep, li imra, to a sheep, ki imra, like a sheep, dirim, a pen, Lidirim to the pen, ka dirim, like a pen, eitzim, wood, la eitzim, to the wood, ka eitzim, like the wood, na 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 ma yai, right, ishim, for the, the, the fire, la ishim, to the fire, ka ishim, like the fire, mizbeach, la mizbeach, come out, told you it's technical, yeah, hechal, la hechal, ke hechal, yerushalayim, le yerushalayim, ke yerushalayim, okay, all these cases, kulan, sha'oicha lecha, and he says, sha'oicha lecha, I'm saying about Kirushalayim that I'll eat from it. Like a sheep, I'm going to eat from it. Awesome. It's a valid nether. However, if he says, Kirushalayim, for example, I will not eat from you, he says to somebody else. Mutter. So if he says, I will eat like Yerushalayim, I will eat, I mean, I'm, I will treat it like Yerushalayim, so it's going to be forbidden. But if he says, like Yerushalayim, I'm not treating it. Okay. So now it's going to still be permitted. Says the Gemara. Man, Shamin and Lay, who is the Tana that we heard from? Delay Shani Lay Imra, Le Imra, Ki Imra. That doesn't make a difference between these letters of whether you said, you said just the word sheep 
whether you introduced it with a k, whether you introduced it with a l. Who's the opinion who says that that uh, it doesn't make a difference? Either way, it's a valid nether. That is the Tanakama, which is Rabbi Meir. He, but then Ema Seifa, say the end of the price says, V'kulon loy oimar lecha, if he says in all these cases, even by ki, le, or nothing, still it's going to be mutter, which if Rav Meir is the Tana, we're assuming he's saying that as well. The problem is, it can't be the opinion of Rav Meir, that if he says, it's, that it's going to be valid. You know why? That it's going to be mutter. I'm sorry, why? Because we learned in a Mishnah, um, which we're about to learn, if somebody says, to the carbon. I will not eat. I, I, I say to the carbon, I look at Yankel, I say, Yankel, to the carbon, I will not eat from you. Okay? Reb Meir Iser. Reb Meir says, you're not allowed to eat. The same exact expression of loy oichalacha, it's usher. But we're saying that Natan is Reb Meir of this Brisa who says it would be allowed. Yomar Rababa, Rababa says, Nasek Oimer, because Reb Meir considers it like somebody who said, I'm treating it like a carbon, and therefore I'm not going to eat from you. So instead of it meaning it's not like this, so I'm not going to eat from you, what I'm saying it is, the reason why I'm not going to eat from you is because I do consider it, is because I am considering it to be like a carbon. And so we have a stira, so to speak, in Rameir. Okay? We're an assumed stira. So it's more like Kasha. There's no question over here. One case is where he says it's not to a sheep. Ha by um, the the Amar Imra, where he says it is to a sheep. Meaning, it's if you say it means not to a sheep, I'm not going to eat from you. That's not a valid nether, because all you're saying is it's not the sheep. I'm not going to eat from you. Now, here's an important idea. Yesterday, actually, two days ago on Daf Yud Aleph, let's go back Daf Yud Aleph. Reb Meir had taught us that in order to be an effective statement, you have to cross your T's and dot your eyes. You have to really. Not only say the negative, you have to say the positive as well. So if he says to a sheep, a positive, I will not eat from you. The mayor says, oh, that's a valid nether. Because you included the positive within the negative. But vice versa, no. So again, we ask the question, Stira and Rameir, contradiction, Rameir, Rameir, make up your mind. Is, is, it, is it effective? Is it not effective? And the answer is, it depends if when you completed the expression, when you completed the statement, whether you stuck with a negative expression, then Rameir says it's not valid because you didn't, you didn't give the flip side. But if you did use a positive expression, then it's going to be valid. Okay. <coughs> Beautiful. Next Mishnah. Now this Mishnah really <clears throat> is a continuation. It's a Hemshech continuation of the previous Mishnah giving examples of words that people say, which is, uh, it's not Yados, it's not, you know, it's, it's not Kinuyim, it's other words that a person may use to give off connotations that he means to make about. So a person says Karban, or a person says Ayla, or a person says Mincha, or a person says Chatas, or a person says Taida, and he ends off each of these words by saying three more words, and he says, Sha'ani that I will eat from you. It's a sacrifice that I'm going to eat from you. It's a ola that I'm going to eat from you. It's a shlomim that I'm going to eat from you. Oh, sir, you can't eat. You can't eat. Because, interestingly, right, shlomim, even though sometimes you could eat from a shlomim, but its essence, its original state, before the blood sprinkled, you're not allowed to eat from so the Tanakhama says, if you use any sort of these, mention any sort of these, and, and you, you call that guy's food a name of a sacrifice or the word carbon itself, it's a valid vow, it's forbidden. 
However, Rabbi Yehuda Matir, Rabbi Yehuda said it's okay. Why? So let's go back to the previous Mishnah. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda in the previous Mishnah said that in order for something to be effective, you have to say at the end, he said, you can't just say uh, Yerushalayim, you have to say it's Ki Yerushalayim, it's like Yerushalayim. Look at all the words in our Mishnah so far. Did the, did the speaker, the vower, we'll call him, did he say, like a carbon that I won't eat from you? No. Uh, like a carbon that I'll eat from you? No. He just said, carbon, mincha, oila, chattas, taida, shlam. He didn't say, k. That it's going to be like it. Since he didn't say the letter k, that he wants the food of Yankel to be like these sacrifices, nothing happened. You didn't make a vow. In order for a vow to be effective, you have to say k, that it's like. Okay. What about ha carbon? Person says, the carbon that I will eat from you. Okay? Ki carbon. Like a carbon or carbon, of eating your thing. It's a carbon of eating your thing, or like a carbon of eating, or the carbon of eating your thing. Everybody agrees in these cases, usher. It's going to be usher. Why? Says the Ran, because clearly here you're referring to a sacrifice. Okay, fine. Rebuttal of. Everybody agrees. Okay. What happens if he says, to a carbon, I will not eat from that which is yours. Reb Meir, Iser, in this case, Reb Meir says, is going to be Usr, and this is going to need to be uh, clarified. What is the idea for a Meir? We're going to get there, Bez Hashem, on, on uh, Amud Beis. Now, the truth is, we really touched on this a little bit earlier, when Reb Meir was of the opinion, when he says, La carbon, to a carbon, um, is the same as as uh, saying, I'm considering it to be a carbon. I'm not going to eat that which is yours. Gemara will clarify why uh, wh- why we're expressing this explicitly in the name of Rav Meir. Fine. Says the Gemara. Zot the Gemara. Here we go. Uh, seven lines to the bottom of the Yom. Katani ha carbon, kick carbon, carbon, shaykh asr. Misha says if he says the carbon, like a carbon, carbon is going to be asr, stomach, tonic, or a mayor. Now, usually, a Mishnah without a name, the Tanakhama is the opinion of Rav Meir. And this seems to be consistent with Rav Meir's approach, who says that whether you say a sheep, whether you say like a sheep, whether you say to a sheep, all these things is going to be a valid nether. Says the Gemara, but if this whole thing is Rav Meir, you should know that when it says the carbon, the carbon that I will, I'll, the carbon that I will eat from that which is yours. Rav Meir must also hold usher, but that leads to a contradiction. Vahatani, we learned in Rabbi Isa. Ma'idim Chom the Rabbi the Chom and Magri the Rabbi We're assuming the Chom is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Ba'imer ha carbon, vaha oila, vaha mincha, vaha chadas ja'ichalacha shemuter. It's still going to be allowed. Shloim nadarze ella bechay carbon, because all you're saying is I'm not going to eat it during during the 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 lifespan. Of the sacrifice. Now, before we said Rav Meir is going to be of the opinion when you say um, uh, when you say Hakarban, there's going to be Usr. Here you see that he's not going to hold clearly that it's Usr. Just means while there's carbons around, it's going to be forbidden. Answers the Gemara like Kasha top of Amravez. There's no question. Hada Amar Ha Carbon. One case is where he says the Carbon, and that's all he said. But Hada Amar Hakarban. What's the difference? Oh, 
So ha carbon is how many words? Two. Ha carbon, the carbon is one word. Okay? Why? What's the difference between ha carbon and ha carbon? Same meaning, same meaning. Is it? Yeah. It's not like ha would be like behold or something like that or whatever versus the. No? What is ha? I never. So, uh, so well, if you connect it, okay, then we're going to say that it's going to be a valid carbon. If you say ha carbon, the carbon, because now you're referring directly to all stages of this animal. It's the, the carbon of eating from your food, okay? But if it says ha carbon, so now you didn't, you didn't, you weren't specific, about the carbon, and the mayor's going to say it never. You, you never wanted it to take on the carbon in its fullest form, and therefore it's not a valid nether. My time, why? Because ha carbon. What you mean over there is chaye carbon kaamar. It just means chaye carbon, which the Ron explains means you're, you're kind of even making a. You're, you're trying to solidify your statement through an expression of value. People say God forbid. You know, people say I swear to God. Or oh, I swear in the name of uh, I swear in the name of this. So he says, uh, um, Rav Meir says, what it means is carbon by the life of the carbon. People use that expression. We find in, in Gemara also people use the word chaye to to give off like seriousness, like a, as important as this carbon is. That's how important my words are. But you don't necessarily give off connotations over here that you want um, that that you want it to be literally like the carbon. Okay. It's not going to be a valid nether. Says the Gemara, Katani, we learned, La carbon, la carbon, if he says la carbon, um, one word, to the carbon, I will not eat that which is yours. He says to the uncle, to the carbon, I won't eat that which is yours. Rav Meir, Rav Meir says that it's a valid vow, you're not allowed to eat from it. Okay? Basically what you're saying is, not a carbon, I will not eat that which is yours. Says Gemara, but let's say the Rav Meir, I don't understand this. We, we, I, I get this is Rav Meir's opinion. The problem is Rav Meir is generally the one who tells us that you have to cross your T's and dot your I's. If all I said is, la carbon, what I'm saying is just the negative. Not to the carbon, not eating from you. You never said anything positive. You never went the other direction. So why is it, why is it effective? Amar Ravaba, Ravaba says... We consider it like he said, carbon, not not to a carbon, but to the carbon. Ah, See, if you say la carbon, that means not a carbon, not gonna eat from you. That's not valid. But if it means to the carbon in a positive way, I will not eat from you. Then la carbon yehei. What you're saying is to the carbon. It is therefore lefikach. Will not eat that which is yours. Or mayor holds. That is a valid statement. Okay, very a technical Gemara. A very consistent. The Gemara is really over here. What the Gemara is doing is uh, clarifying for us each word, each, uh, uh, what are the letters before a word? Uh, prefix. The, the prefixes, how that, how that changes the meaning of the word, which you know is part of the beauty of the Hebrew language. We say this many, many times, right? In many other languages, I think in the Webster's, a dictionary, there's over, I believe we're up to about 800,000 uh, words in the Webster's di- Dictionary. Uh, Four-fifths of a million in the Hebrew Dictionary. It's like, you have a few hundred root words, 
and everything else is prefixes, suffixes, and you know, and it changes around. And but but you keep the same, you keep the 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 same shirish. That's the Gemara here was clarifying for us. There's so many many different meanings that could come out of the same word, and also the context and how you're using the word. So le la makes an, makes a, a a very large difference. Okay, here we go. Final Mishnah of our Perak. A quick introduction to this Mishnah. It's something that we've spoken out, but there's really only one idea that's important um, uh, for, uh, for understanding that we need to go in with, and that is, remember the difference between a nether and a shvua? Yeah. A vow and an oath? One's on a person, one's on an object. Uh, one's on an object, yeah. and one's on, not on an object. Yeah. Right? Person, Doesn't need to be. Does, right? Or it could be on a, a person, meaning that it's, it could be like an action of a person. Right. Okay, so a neder is going to be on a chayfetz. It's going to be on something. An oath is when it's not on something. All right. So with that introduction, again, a neder is on an object, an item. An oath is not. So now here we go. Let's read this mishnah, and this should bother us. Ready? Short mishnah. Somebody says to his friend, "Konam, I'm making a konam." Now remember, a konam is an expression of a neder. To neder, he says. Konam P Midaber Imach. I'm making a konam, my mouth will not talk to you. I'm not talking to you. Wow. Yodi Oisimach. I'm making a konam, my hands will not help you. Ragli, I'm making a konam, I'm making a vow that my feet, Mahalachesimach, will not walk with you. Oh, sir. It's a valid nether. What? He's making it on a chetz, his mouth, his hands, oh. his feet. Oh, okay, that's the Gemara. That's on the person. Uh-huh. It's also on the person. Okay, but it's an object. Good, 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 good. So what we need to clarify in our Mishnah, here's the conversation we're all having here, and that is when he says, P, medab, I mean, a kind of, of my mouth, of speaking of you, is he going on the mouth, then it's another. If he's going on the speech, then it's not a, it's not another, it's a shul. Same thing with the uh, with the legs. I'm making a vow of my legs from walking with you. So is it an is it an if it's a, if it's a, if you're talking about the legs, so then the expression kind of makes sense. But if you're going on the walking, the expression kind of doesn't make any sense. It's not valid. You can't make a vow on something that's not an object. How would you take a vow not to speak to somebody? I would say, I'm not talking to you. Not my mouth. Okay. I'm to you. Good. Here we go. Says the Gemara, it's the Gemara in its, in its initial stage, what we call the Hava Amina. Hava Amina means, I would have thought. The initial thoughts. The Gemara in, in, in its initial thoughts is assuming, is assuming that the main focus of the statement is the action. The speech, walking, and the helping with the hands. So the Gemara is going to start out with a question and say, how is this effective? Raminu, I'll ask, I'm going to ask you all a contradiction. Chaymer b'shvuas b'binadar. All right? There's a chumrah, when you get this later on in the next parak, there's a chumrah that shvuah, an oath, has over a nether, a vow. Uvinadar b'shvuas, and sometimes there's stringencies that a vow has over an oath. Okay? Chaymer b'shvuas. Where do you find a nether being more strict than a shvua, a vow being more strict than an oath? In the following case, shahanadarim, a vow, cholin al ha are effective on a mitzvah, 
kivarashos the same way it's effective on something which is optional. Okay? Which means, if I make a nether, that lulav, that shoifer, that set of tefillin is forbidden to me, it's a valid nether. Okay? So it applies to mitzvahs like Ashu. The Chaimer Bishuas, that's not true by an oath. You can't take an oath concerning a mitzvah. The Chaimer Bishuas, and there's a stringency. Okay, okay, fine, okay. But it's Chafsa Shom Mitzvah, you can have. All right, it's a force of you to not be able to perform a mitzvah. It's a different one. What if you don't have another one? It's valid. What we need to know here is that it's valid. The Chaimer Bishuas, there's a stringency that oaths have over vows. Shahashvuos, that oaths, chalos al davar sheyesh by mamish, are effective on something sheyesh by mamish, vishayim by mamish, whether or not there's something of what we call substance or not. Okay? However, mashayim came bin adarim. A nether is only, only works when there's an item here, there's substance here. So the Gemara is challenging, what's the Gemara's question? Why is the expression of konam valid if it's a neder and it's not dealing with something that has substance? It's just, what's it called, a, ver, uh, an, a verb? An action? It's referring to an action. The Gemara answers, Amr Abihuda, Rabbi Huda is going to answer as follows. This is what we were touching on when we said, we looked at the interesting expression of the Mishnah, Ye aser pili diburi, where he, what, what he's really saying is, my mouth is forbidden to talk to you. So now we have a something of substance. We have an object here. We have an item here. Yodai, my hands, lemasehem, are forbidden to do work. You're forbidding the hands. Raglai, my feet, leilucha, from walking with you. And since there's something here for the vow, for the konum to latch onto, that's why it's valid. Take anami, and you can imply, you could infer that this is true as well. Diktani, because look at the words. It didn't have to say, my mouth talking to you. Mamish, what uh, Rabbi Rabinsky was mentioning before. It said, you could have just said, I'm not talking to you. Go away. But it says, Pi like a tani I'm making a kind of from sha'ani from me speaking with you. You're mentioning my mouth. You're mentioning my hand. You're mentioning my foot. So that's why the konam would, would work. It would be a valid nether. However, let's just mention this because the flip side, if somebody were to say to someone else, I'm making a konam from ever talking to you. I'm making a konam from walking or helping you. So that would not be a valid konam because you're using the wrong expression. Hadron Allah kol kol kinuye. Hadron Allah kol kinuye. Hadron Allah kol kinuye. Mazel tov to everybody who finished the first parak of Meseches the Darim. And now we pick up with the second parak, let's learn the Mishnah and uh, and get started. It's really a continuation of of uh, the first parak. So here we go. The mutarim. The following things, if we were to say it, do not create a vow. Okay, it's still going to be permitted. Chulin A person says to Yankul. We're going to pick on Yankul now. Uh, this is chulin. It's chulin for me to eat from you. What do you think he means? He means it's permissible. Yeah, absolutely. He says, what if he says, it's kibisar chazir. <laughs> Your food is like pork to me. It's already usher. Huh? It's already usher. Yeah, Since you're not connecting it to a vow. Beautiful. Kavay des kachavim. Kavay des zara. Same thing. Kairis levuvin. 
like um, like white uh, like white skins over the lave over the heart. Now, what the mafarshim here explain is Avodas Kachavim used to use these items. They were very often used in uh, in idol worship. Kinevelus Atrefus. Creepy crawly creatures. And the truma that goes to the Kayan. In all these cases, Mutter, there's no problem whatsoever. Why? For each one has its own reason, but ultimately, you're not connecting it on to, uh, to any other vow. You're not connecting it to anything that would be forbidden either through a vow or it's not forbidden at all. For example, Hulan. So in all these cases, if somebody, uh, if somebody were to come and be like, oh my gosh, what should I do? Oh my goodness, I made a vow and I said it's gonna, that this food is going to be like Chazer. Take it easy. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. If somebody says to his wife, You know, you're treating me like a mother. I'm not your son. I'm not your son. Okay. Now, what it, could, oh, what it could also mean is like, you know, the same way you're forbidden with relations to your mother-in-law, it could be uh, forbidden with you, right? Or Paischenli Pesach Mimakamacher. Or, and then um, the, the Allah is going to be, we should find him an opening to nullify his vow. We shouldn't tell him it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Don't say, yeah, don't worry about it. We should find a different sort of Pesach. Even though it doesn't matter. Oh, we're going to say it is. We don't want people doing this too easy. We want people to notice that the words that they have is important. And therefore, we're not going to say, eh, don't worry about it. We'll find another Pesach. If you would have known that it would have, da, 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 would you have, would it, would it? no? And therefore, you find, says the fascinating Kiddush, the mission, which we'll get into, is that there's going to be times where it's important in Halacha, to not just, even though really the expression that's being used is totally okay, but it's not so simple to just uh, write it off like there's like there's no problem. I'll tell you, uh, you know, there's a well-known story, a short a short story. We'll end with this of a a um, a woman who came to a big it was, maybe it was Yeshua uh, Leib Diskin. I'm trying to remember. She came to like a big, a big gadol, and the her Shiloh was that by mistake she made charoses, and she didn't have cinnamon. Oh. So she wants to know if her charoses is kosher. No. So, so I think it was her mshulim. So he, he said, he said, um, it's not come back a little later. Come back a little later. I need, I need to look it up. I need to look it up. Okay, she came back a little later, and he looked. He he says, uh, he says, for this year it's okay, it's okay. For this year it's okay, but in the future you should be more careful. The future should be more careful. Now, what what was the cinnamon and charisus? Charisus, don't worry about it. Like relax. What? This gadol understood that if there's a woman coming to ask a shaila, you don't make light of it. To be like, to her it's important. Third's important. This was a minig in her family. This is how her mother made charaisas. Third was important that the cinnamon should be in the charaisas. Oh, but she didn't have cinnamon. And I guess neither did he to offer her, right? So he says, all right, for this year, it's okay. But some, if you make light of it, 
other people will make and and, they and they won't come back to ask more shilas. They won't come back to ask questions. So that's like, it's a little bit different than the message we're seeing in our Mishnah. But over here again, the Mishnah is giving over so, a, a rav, a bezdin, a dayan is obligated to use opportunities that come in front of him for chinuch. Mm-hmm. Supposed to use the opportunities to come in front for teaching. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. We'll pick up here tomorrow evening. Chevra tomorrow. We're going to start ten minutes earlier. That's okay. Okay, we'll start at five twenty p.m. We're going to start at five twenty. It was a, a very long uh, break after, so we'll try to get a little closer. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.